We talk a lot about grit on this show, the hard work, the struggles, overcoming every obstacle to be the best that you can possibly be. We don't get a chance to meet champions too often, nor do any of us. Champions is the best of the best, top of the heap. You're about to meet one. Two-time NCAA champion wrestler, Buckeye, Tommy Rowans, next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. So here's the show today. I want to talk about championships, being a champion. It's rare. It just is. People don't wake up that way, and not everybody gets to be one. There's a lot of success. There's a lot of winning. There's a lot of great things that happen to a lot of great people, but only a few people get to be champions. And my guest today is a champion, not just in the uh, the the uh, the sense of wanting to be, but he's actually a champion. With Ohio State as a wrestler, he was a two-time Big Ten champion, a four-time NCAA All-American champion. I'm still reading the list. A three-time NCAA finalist and a two-time NCAA champion. He is co-founder at The Rudis, which has also been featured on this show before. Tommy Rollins, Vice President of Sales with RS Handline Company, is our guest today on A Dash of Grit. That was a long list. Tommy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brian. I appreciate uh, the time and look forward to sharing some thoughts with you and having some good dialogue. I'm excited about it too, and I know our audience is. This show is about grit, Tommy, and there is uh, a lot of opportunity to talk about the things that you've had to overcome in your life as you became a champion. Let's set it up first. Grit accomplished something. Talk to me about success. Talk to me about life today. Talk to me about what's good uh, for Tommy Rollins today. Well, I'm uh, happily married with four children. I live in Dublin, Ohio. Um, obviously, I, I work for the RS Handline Company. I'm the vice president of sales for our business. A little bit misleading on on my job title because I essentially work for an entrepreneur um, in Bob Handline that compels me, allows me, and enables me to feel like an entrepreneur within his business. And so we do. I do run sales at the produce company RS Handline, but we've got a number of businesses underneath that. We we call ourselves internally the Handline Group. I'm a partner in a. Uh, third-party logistics company that we've started. We've started a frozen foods company in Detroit. And uh, we also have uh, an offshoot of our produce company that is primarily a third-party produce brokerage. And so inside of all of that, I, I essentially work into in a serial entrepreneur's organizational structure and help him build and run his businesses. And and he takes me along for the ride and allows for me to be a partner in in many of those ventures. And so that's that's really what I do. That's what dominates my time on a, on a daily basis. And then to your point, six years ago, I started a company called Rudis. It's a wrestling company that's exclusively, uh, at least right now, exclusively marketed to the national wrestling community. That's been a successful venture. Obviously, Jesse Lang has been on your show um, as the managing partner. So inside of all that, I, I really feel like uh, an entrepreneur at heart, but I'm also grounded in the sense that I'm employed by a large produce company and, and have to uh, obviously toe the line and, and hold my fiduciary responsibility to that business. So uh, really doing a lot of things right now and uh, excited to share all that with you. I love the idea of, of entrepreneurship with, with a base. I feel the same way. I don't own my company, but boy, mm -hmm. I feel like I do. And I, I imagine that you feel that way too. Like you've got a lot at stake. You've got a lot of heart and a lot of passion in it. At the end of the day, it's someone else 
who's really got the the guts in the game, yeah. but it, it feels that way, doesn't it? It sure does feel that yeah. way. And um, I think that it has a lot to do with the person that owns the business that they allow for you to feel that way. Yeah, that's um, right. Allow for you to feel like it, a piece of it is, is, is yours. Uh, it's kind though, of the best of both worlds, isn't it? Right. It is. And so, and then I also kind of empathize with the risk that he takes because I've been able to uh, been able fortunate and also had the burden of taking those similar risks at Rudis with my own personal situation. So it's been a good dynamic for me and feel, I feel like I grow every day. I learn every day and I want to improve myself every day. And I feel like I work in a great environment for that to be true, surrounded by great people as well. And so it's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, obviously I'm very passionate about all of it. Good for you. And I, and you know, you, one thing I've learned from doing the show and talking to successful people and entrepreneurs and business leaders, they're humble and you're humble. And, and I, I want you to know that the entrepreneur that employs you is growing from your success as well. And so you're pushing him as much as he's allowing you to uh, push yourself. So congratulations and, and uh, to all of you there for great accomplishments. I want to talk about grit. That's what this show is about, Tommy. And, and uh, you, here you are, a champion, entrepreneur, founding companies. People look at you and say, wow, look at, look at Tommy. Everything's great. But I bet you it always wasn't that way. That's what I've learned so far. It's a lot of hard work, sweat and tears to get to the top. And so I'm wondering if you can take us back to perhaps a time in your life when things weren't so hard, there were hurdles to overcome. You didn't know that you could. Can you tell us those stories? Yeah, I think, I think the hardest, the hardest part about trying to find success um, in anything in life is that usually the work is harder up front and less reminders that it's going to work. And so, you know, that, that really um, is when your desire and your passion and your will, you know, all rolled up into one which you could argue is what grit is, right? Or to mm-hmm. some degree is really put to, to the test. And I think that was true for me in wrestling. Um, as, as a young teenager or young adult, I was putting in serious time. Um, it's a lonely road. You know, you're, you, you want to be an NCAA champion, but you're not even close. You want to be an Olympic champion, but you're not even close. And that's when the road is the most lonely is when, is when you're walking down that path and you have these sights and these beliefs in the back of your mind that you believe they can happen, but there's not enough success around you or you're not, you know, wielding enough success around yourself to make it feel like it is absolutely so. That's when grit, determination, belief, and passion for the vision of where you want to be is put to the test the most. And I see that in business as well. I see that, I mean, I see that right now. I mean, there's certain aspects of our businesses that aren't necessarily highly successful. And you you feel the same feeling of like, hey, you know, I've got to stick to the plan here. I've got to remind myself that it is going to work, even though there's not that many reminders around me right now. How do you know that you're not close? You, you said to yourself, I want to be a champion, but I'm not close. I've got to put in the work. I want to be the, the business needs to work. And yet... I'm not able to get there. How are you able to tell that you're not close? And what do you have to do to get yourself on track? Give me some examples of ways that you put yourself on a path to being successful. I think it's important to be extremely self-aware in life. And I think that that's, you know, I've got a lot of faults. I think one of the things that I, I do a better job of doing is being very real and honest with myself on a daily basis. And I associate myself with people that are the same. A lot of times that comes across as extreme candor back and forth. But I think just brutal honesty and brutal truth 
when you look in the mirror, when you think about what you need to do to be successful, and when you work with people on sharing that truth and sharing that reality is important. I don't know how you get there other than, you know, you really have to do a lot of self-talk and self-reflection and just be very, very honest with where you are and where you want to go. And I think that it's easy to get lost in the gobbledygook mentally of, of thinking you're better off than you are or, or what have you. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered the question properly, but I just think that being having a keen sense of self-awareness is important. And so I, I do that every morning on my drive into work, every night when I'm alone in my thoughts and throughout the day, I'm, I'm constantly assessing and analyzing what's the truth? Where are we really at? Where am I really at? Where are we really at? And how do we get to where we need to be? So I, I know that you're a hard worker. I know that you have the, the mental attitude that doesn't allow you to quit. I'm wondering if you've ever failed. Have you always succeeded? Sometimes hard work always leads to success. I mean, it should. But have you ever failed? Have you ever been knocked down and, and just stopped? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm failing every day. And okay. so I, I've failed brutally, you know, brutally, and I can share some of those stories. And then I think on a daily basis, I fail at varying degrees. And I think that, I mean, how, how can you discover new limits and, and push yourself to do things that you haven't done before if you're not willing to fail? I mean, if, if you're always trying to lift the ceiling a little bit every single day, which is how I like to try to live and how I like the people I like to try to associate myself with are similar in that nature. Um, failures for the most part, inevitable. Yeah. Um, I mean, growth requires a lot of failure in order to know that you've reached a limit and then you try to surpass it the next day. Um, and so to me, I feel like I'm, I've almost become immune to failure, almost, almost to the point where failure reminds me that I am pushing myself. I don't necessarily I don't like failure. I don't hope for failure. I don't want failure, but a little bit of it lets me know that I'm, that I'm pushing it and then I'm pushing the limits and trying, trying to find new ways to grow. And what do you do? What, what, what does Tommy Rollins do when he reaches a, a, a wall and some failure? What, what does, what happens inside your head then? I think you've got to self-reflect, self-analyze why you got yourself to that point. Um, be honest with how you might want to go about changing it, have a sense of, uh, I think the word that some people use is stick to itiveness mm-hmm. that you just really are never going to go away. You're never going to be shook. And so I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, use a lot of buzzwords for what makes people great. You know, they, they just have, they have the it factor, um, whether it be as an athlete or a business person or their closers or their gamers, or they just have a keen sense of um, seeing things before other people see it. But I think the true mark of success is just somebody that never, ever, ever goes away. They never really quit. And so obviously skill and a lot of things come into that. But if you just keep going, you know, ultimately good things will happen. And so for me, when I discover a failure, the first thing I remind myself is I'm, I'm not stopping. Nothing's going to change. I'm going to keep going. And then you just use your, your intellect and your willpower to, to overcome those things and surround yourself around people that can, that can help you get out of the jam that you're in. So you've been, this is really fascinating to me because you've been successful and you've overcome the things. What motivates you more? The failure, and you mentioned to me once uh, a little bit about uh, not accomplishing a goal, missing out on an opportunity, failing in a goal that you had. Does failure motivate you more or does success motivate you more? Because you've been a champion as well. You've held your hands up with the referee holding them up and, and, and you've won. Which, which one is more exciting and which one motivates you to do something else? You know, I think a lot of, uh, I've heard a lot of people say, I don't, I don't love to win. I hate to lose. And yeah, 
that's uh, it's not me. You know, I, I'm motivated by success. I'm motivated to to feel the rush of, of achieving something with a group of people, usually sometimes by yourself or maybe a little bit of both. And, and that's what drives me. But the reason why the, the rush of success and the feeling of success and the feeling of accomplishing something with others is the reason it feels so worthwhile and redeeming is because of the, the notion that failure is very, very real and very possible. And so when you, when you achieve something, you've dodged that feeling, you know, it, it feels great. And uh, it's nice to have rewards. It's nice to have recognition or financial, you know, windfalls or anything really, but just the sense of, of achievement in, in putting your mind to something is what motivates me. Uh, but that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that way if failure wasn't a part of it. So you really can't have one without the other. Which are you most proud of? The, the journey and the struggles and the failure and the work and the hard work that you put in to become a winner or the successes that you've achieved due to that work? Which one will you kind of think back on someday and say, yep, I'm glad I did that? I think what I'll remember the most and what I'll value the most is the journey and the, the people that I met along the way, the relationships that I forged and knowing that I at least did my best job of exhausting my potential as a human being. But the success is a huge part of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, 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 I do think that smelling the roses and, and reaping the rewards of, of what you work for is, is a wonderful, cherished memory that makes the journey, I wouldn't say worthwhile because I don't think you need to have success to make the journey worthwhile, but it makes the journey just that much more special. It's the cherry on top. It's the cake. You know what I mean? Um, but so I just, it's hard for me to talk about one or the other. Um, but if I only had success and, and the journey didn't come with it, you know, I, I wouldn't find much value in it. I don't think there's much merit in success without a process and a goal and something that you work for. Um, I don't even know what success means if you're not working for it. I mean, that's what the lottery is, right? I mean, that's right. You know, the lottery is okay. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, I'll, I'll take it, but what does it mean to you? Did it change you? Did it, did it shape you? Does it, is it something that you that you value? I don't know that that's necessarily true. So it's it's one it's not one or the other for me. So I want to talk about business success in just a little bit, but I have one more idea that I want to explore with you. Here I sit. I'm 53 years old. I've never wrestled in my life. I'm never going to be a a championship wrestler. Just won't. Positive attitude won't help me get in the ring with Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali. I'm going to lose, right? So right. There's, there's certain championship levels that I'm just not going to attain. I've made choices along the way that put me in the place where I'm at, which I'm thrilled with success and I've got a wonderful family too, but no one's going to put a ring on my finger like Tom Brady has seven or eight of them, all right? So, so that's my reality. What would you tell to somebody who doesn't have a chance to be a champion, world famous, everyone knocking on their door, top of their game? but still want to win and still want to be a champion. How do you set those goals in such a way that, that can allow for win, even if it's not at a championship level? I think that's a good conversation. I mean, it reminds me of thing conversations that I have with my children good. relating to what their fate might be and whatever it is that they set the, set the path to be. You know, to me, I don't think that a person can be any more or less satisfied than Tom Brady is if they've exhausted all of their human potential and the great people that we all talk about, you know, the Rockefeller or Jeff Bezos or 
Steve Jobs or Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you know, you could, you could name people in all walks of life, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why their story is so special is because it's such an illustrative example of how, of exhausting their, their human potential. And so to me, everybody can relate to that. And even if yours is not as glamorous and it's not going to be something that people write about and it's not going to get you private jets and yachts and mansions, um, the, the deep satisfaction of knowing that you've exhausted your human potential is something you should strive for. Now, I think that's very difficult to do. I don't think just trying hard when you wake up up until dinner time is exhausting your human potential. I think you really got to rack your brain yes. and invest a lot of time into that pursuit of exhausting your potential to really feel the sense of satisfaction that I feel like people like Tom Brady probably feel. Um, but you can do it. You can do that. Um, but that doesn't mean you just show up to work on time and leave at five o'clock. That means that your, your, your pursuit, your mentality, your time in, but also just your thoughts and the way that you think and pursue your life is, is, is uniquely different from the folks to your left and your right. Boy, thank you so much. And I, I, I feel that every day. I know our listeners feel that every day. And it's just great to hear from, from someone who's accomplished great success like yourself, but who's also uh, continuing to fight on a daily basis to be the best that you can be. And, and so let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about founding of Rudis or your position at RS Handline, the entrepreneurial things that you're doing uh, there within the ownership of the, the Handline group. Uh, let's talk about kind of what's next. What's the, what are the struggles that you're dealing with now, the hurdles that you see, the opportunities on a daily basis to show some grit? I think at the Handline Group, you know, I would say that five years ago, we were not a diverse company five or six years ago, and now we're extremely diverse uh, in, in the way that we can grow our businesses. We're participating in a lot of different industries. They're similar to a degree, but they're also drastically different in the same breath. And we've created a platform to really grow our businesses. That took a lot of time, effort, and investment to to get to this point. And so five years ago, it was almost like we had a lot of ambition and maybe not as much opportunity to match the ambition or the intellect or the the people, the human capital needed to, to leverage those opportunities. Now I feel like our platform is far greater than the human capital we have in place to to take advantage of all of it. And so, you know, my challenge, and I think that a lot of the folks that I work with would say is the challenge is getting training great people, making them competent and aware enough to join uh, the front line with you, and then also recruiting and getting great young talented people or, or seasoned and experienced people into our business. And so to me, that's the challenge. It's a healthy challenge. But you know, we have such a great opportunity to grow our business in so many ways. And it's wonderful to be in that spot. And we need more people on the bus. And so that's a a unique thing for me personally, that I've never really gone through is just, you know, don't have enough people to, to, to leverage the things that I see. And, and, and that where, that's where it comes down to coaching, management systems, process, recruiting, all those types of things. And so that's a unique challenge for me in our business. And it's hard work, right? And I think similarly at Rudis, but Rudis is a little bit more affected by the pandemic. They're a seasonal business that's heavily weighted on team sports. They've had to pivot and reposition the brand. And I think that the people that uh, work at that business, namely Jesse Lang, the, the managing partner, have done a phenomenal job of increasing our brand equity in the marketplace while also 
staying tough and gritty and managing the business and, and the demand or lack thereof um, so that we're in position for when the demand returns, but also gritty enough and lean enough while it hasn't returned. And so there's all elements of, of, of what we're talking about is exists all around me. I could talk all day about it, quite honestly. Yeah. And, I'll, and I know you don't have all day. And so I'll ask you one final question about that. I, I, I think of the analogy, I split a lot of wood here in my house. I, I live in the woods, I burn wood, I do a lot of work. And I know that if I don't have a sharp saw or a sharp uh, ax, I'm not getting much done no matter how hard I work. Right. And so the challenge is specifically at, at, at Handline Group, you need to build and, and take advantage of what you have and you need to bring people in. Everybody has that problem right now in, in right. bringing people in, recruiting, finding the right people to put them on the right bus. Uh, what will you rely on at Handline other than hard work, other than grit to make sure that that goal is accomplished? What do you have kind of in your holster that, uh, that you're going to activate to make sure that you accomplish that goal? Well, I think, I think our culture um, yeah. does, does pertain to hard work and grit. We have a little bit of um, an old school culture that I'm, that I'm proud of. And we blend that with, I believe, you know, kind of a modern, a modern day work environment vibe. But more than anything, um, we've got to create a sense of team and direction that is somewhat singular in, in our focus. And that's been very difficult because we have a lot of people working in a lot of different states at a lot of different production facilities and a lot of different offices. And they all report up to somewhat different businesses. But from my purview, it's all one thing. And so to me, getting everyone to believe that, understand that, I think will greatly impact our growth because when everyone knows that we're all, we all really are rowing in the same direction to grow the business and, and, and achieve certain things, that's important. So for me, I think casting that vision to our people and making sure that they understand it, not so that they just hear it or read it, but they just deeply understand what we want to do and where we want to go. It sounds easy, but it's not when there's you know 300 people Again, all, all spread throughout the country. I mean, how do you get that message across to where we all feel that sense of cohesion to go in one direction? And so to me, having a, a, a gritty foundation in our culture, which we already have, mm-hmm. and, and couple that with um, knowing where we're going so that when we do pick our heads up from work, we all know that we're all rowing in the same direction, trying to achieve the same thing. To me, that's, my, that's, that's the one piece that I think we've got to continue to dial in. Yeah, I knew that that would be what you would say. I knew that that idea is is because I could just see it coming from you. And so you're putting your your idea of winning and, and hard work and grit throughout the company. And so that's fantastic. I, I just want to thank you, Tommy, for being a part of the show. I want everyone to understand how important this is. I In my day job, I, I'm involved in the schools a little bit, in the high schools uh, uh, here in, in the city of Ashland. And I meet athletes and I see athletes and I see sometimes I'm fortunate enough to, to meet some champions and champions on the state level is rare. And, and when I get to shake their hands, I know how much hard work that they put in. I know how rare it is to have accomplished that. Champions on a regional level is rare. At a, at a collegiate level, it's, it's, it's amazing. And on a national level, of course, it's, it's something else again. And so it's been a true pleasure for me to meet you. I don't take it for granted. Uh, there's not that many of you out there. And so I'm thrilled to have met you. And, and I know that our listeners are excited and encouraged by your story. So thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. I appreciate the time, Brian. It's been an honor. And uh, I did really, truly enjoy the conversation. Also, thanks for taking the early, early Reveille call to, so that we can get, get to work with our real jobs. So thanks. Yeah, so that's much. right. We, we got to get up early in the morning to get the worm, right? That's right. Exactly. 
And so I want to take this time to tell you a little bit about Spire Advertising and a webinar that we are doing that you might like to sign up for. It's called Simplify. And, you know, there's never been more need to do more with less in marketing than there is now. I know times are tough. I know budgets are tight. Things are a little bit different, to say the least. And so this webinar might be right up your alley if you're a business leader or organization leader trying to, uh, to do more with less. Again, it's called Simplify. And it will help you kind of identify your number one marketing blocker and uh, be able to eliminate it with some resources you may already have. If you are interested, please click on spireadcom S-P-I-R-E-A-D.com slash simplify. You can register there. It's free. It's happening on October 29th at 10 a.m. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing if you'll be a part of it. If you have any questions, text me, let me know, get a hold of me. But otherwise, uh, spireadcom slash simplify. I'm Brian Leffelock, Director of Sales at Spire Advertising. Thank you again to Tommy Rowlands, Vice President of Sales with the RS Handline Group and NCAA Champion Wrestler. This has been Dash of Grit. Thank you for listening. We will do it again and listen to past episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or right here at SpireAd.com. Have a great day. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.